Welcome to Night and Days. I'm your host, Amanda Knight. And today I am joined yet again by my lovely boyfriend, Van Freda. Hey, everybody. So today we are going to be talking about stress because I feel like especially as the end of the year rolls around, people are more stressed out than ever. Um, and, you know, we're trying to all mentally prepare ourselves for big family gatherings because of the holidays and maybe our budgeting didn't go as planned. Maybe we are stressed because our bosses are giving us a hard time because they have deadlines to meet by the end of the year. Whatever the case, I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about stress and how to manage stress. So, with that being said, I want to ask you, Vin, a few questions because I know that you have been stressed with your job. And so I want to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Okay. So, tell me a little bit about the stress that is caused by your job. Tell me about the stress that you experience on a daily basis. So, um, I work for a bus company. I'm not going to go too in depth into the detail of what that is because I don't want to bore all you people out there, but I basically am a glorified problem solver for grown men and women that apparently can't seem to handle their own issues. Um, but no, I'm a, I'm a manager at this, at this job. So I basically all the employees come to me when they have problems and I never truly realized like how like a majority of the world cannot like handle their own issues. They seriously need somebody to kind of come and take care of like just remedial minor things that, you know, wouldn't necessarily impact me just because I wouldn't let it, you know, just, I guess everybody's different, but it's just a very, uh, it's a very interesting concept to see that people, you know, really get sh freaked out and stressed out and, and have big issues with, you know, otherwise minor things to some people, but could be big issues to those people. So, you know, I try to, you know, handle everything accordingly, but it does get overwhelming. Um, you know, it's being on call 24 seven, you know, with this job, you know, always not necessarily fixing problems, but just being reported problems too. And, you know, certain people that you, you can and can't rely on when you're not there then that's what really makes the stress and the pressure of this job kind of come home with me. So I'm constantly on call, I'm constantly, you know, being called, you know, at all hours of the night, um, you know, overnight with problems, you know, things that, again, I think that, you know, when I was in their positions at this company, because obviously I worked my way up through the company. So I was in a lot of their positions that they, currently are in. And when I was in those positions, you know, I handled things accordingly. So not only are you dealing with the stress of being a manager, 
but you're also dealing with everybody else's stress because they're overwhelmed and they're freaking out like their pants are on fire. And the first instinct they have for whatever reason is to call you. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's, you know, their stress turns into my stress, I guess. Um, but not necessarily about the same things, more about just, you know, I just, I think some of the things are very trivial, but I don't want to sit on here and like judge what other people are stressful about because obviously everybody gets stressed about different things. No one person is the same. So, you know, you try to, you know, while it's, while it's, you know, maybe annoying to me and, and I think unnecessary to kind of get me involved in certain things to them, you know, maybe that's what they think is the right thing to do. And, you know, maybe they do need help. And I'm, I don't want to sit here and say that I might help it because that's not the case. <laughs> I, I like helping people. I don't want that to come across as if like, Oh, everybody should just deal with their own problems. No, you need help sometimes and you need to seek help, you know, for whatever, you know, you can't do everything on your own. Right. But there also is a protocol that they should be following. And the first step in that protocol is not let's call the big boss. Like there should be other people that they can go to. And I feel like that's also part of your stress is that, these people that are calling you don't have anybody else to call a lot of the time. So I feel like that just adds to your stress as well. Yeah. I mean, it could, uh, I think that obviously before the pandemic in this industry, in the transportation industry, uh, you know, things were booming. Uh, everybody was making a lot of money in this industry. Um, a lot of people commuting to and from work, you know, on public transportation, um, you know, a lot more schools were open, a lot more uh, groups were going to different locations. And then the pandemic happened, everything obviously shut down. Um, but then, you know, we're still, you know, we're two years removed from it now. So, you know, a lot of the business got affected. Uh, ridership is still significantly down across the nation for public transportation. People are willing to drive that extra hour and a half commute because they don't want to sit next to somebody on a bus. You know, because they're worried about whatever. Um, so, you know, the business was was definitely like you know a lot better. So there was a lot more. I feel like people hired for uh, smaller roles because you companies could afford that. Um, you know, and now you're trying. Everybody, every business is trying to do everything with you know as minimal staff as possible because they don't want to spend the extra money to divide up the work when they think that one person can handle a, a bigger workload. So that might be a cause in terms of, you know, people calling me directly more, maybe back when I was, you know, in these positions, it was, you know, I didn't have to worry about bothering, you know, the, the big boss, as you say, um, maybe I just had to, you know, worry about, Hey, I could just call this person and they could let me know. But, at the same time, I didn't call anyone ever. I just figured it out. Um, you know, it's, there's certain things about every job where it's like, sometimes you just got to do it and it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And you kind of just make a decision. And I think that that's what operations in a, in a bus company entails is that you, 
need to make some split second decisions on your own and kind of go with what you think is the best course of action. And then, you know, if you come back and talk to your boss and they say, well, you know, I would have done it this way. It's like, okay, well, now, you know, you know, sometimes you got to make mistakes in this, in this business. And you're, the only way you're going to learn is to make those mistakes. And that's in life too. Sometimes you just got to make, make the mistake, but yeah, I mean, in terms of stress, I feel like, yeah, it's the, my employee stress becomes my stress and then my stress expands. And it Ex- becomes my stress. Exponentially expands. <laughs> so it's, uh, it has its ups and downs. It's definitely, you know, I think it has some rewarding moments, but overall it's definitely uh, built up to a level where I don't know how much longer I could contain it. So that's, uh, you know, that's the things that I'm dealing with in this, you know, on top of the holiday season. Um, so, yeah. So you get super stressed with work and your employees stress becomes your stress, which just is, you know, stress upon stress upon stress. What do you do? to combat the stress how do you handle it um so i'm not gonna lie i mean you see it every day i'm not the <laughs> i'm not probably the healthiest person to ask uh to answer this question um you know because i do think i let it get to me way more than i should um which i guess is like step one in, in recognizing a problem um you know i think that in the past um obviously like i quit drinking was it not like 15 months ago um so like i stopped drinking and i feel like i definitely use that as like a coping mechanism to stress i think that you know upon other things but i think that overall like i used it to kind of forget about you know my my problems in life so I, I definitely, step one was kind of like, okay, you look at your vices and you look at what, you know, what you turn to in a stressful time. And then you kind of say, okay, is this healthy? Uh, drinking was not something that was healthy. Um, and I think I was definitely doing it an unhealthy amount. I don't want anyone to think that they have to stop drinking in order to cope with stress better. I think I know plenty of people that, you know, have a drink at night to, just kind of calm the nerves and and i think that that's perfectly healthy i don't want anyone to out there to think that that's that i think that you should just not drink and that's how you're going to cope with stress better because i still have problems coping with stress even though i stopped drinking um but i think that you know my vice was unhealthy for me because it got to a point where it was unhealthy so now coping with stress is a little bit more difficult for me um but i think that you know i just try to turn to some things that, you know, I enjoy. Um, you know, I, I love sports. I think that, you know, when it's, when it's not my favorite team, it's not stressful. Um, you know, so obviously watching my favorite team might not be the best way to cope with stress because it's just going to elevate my stress. But again, maybe it takes the stress away from the thing that I was dealing with and, and, you know, at least adds it to something that like interests me, something that I have a passion for. So, but like watching any kind of sports, um, you know, listening to talk shows about sports, like that's, that's my thing. So I think what the best thing for people to do is kind of turn to 
whatever they enjoy the most, whatever can help them take their mind off of what's going on. I think we all have that thing where, you know, we just completely forget about, you know, the day's problems, completely forget about some things going on. And I don't, I don't think you should do that to make the problem, like to think that the problem is going to go away. Um, I think that it's just healthy to kind of put it to the side for a minute and kind of reset your batteries, get yourself back to neutral. So you can kind of go back into the problem with a clearer head. So I think that, you know, having something that you enjoy, having something that helps you just where your focus is solely on that just for a little bit will help with the stress because of the fact that it's going to, it's just going to reset your brain to go back into that, into that stress or that problem where, you know, you're coming in with a clear head. So you're not making impulse decisions. So you use sports as your way to kind of, like you said, go back to neutral. And I feel like there are a lot of people that do have that thing where it helps you just kind of hit the reset button so that when you eventually get back to that problem, you're not still overwhelmed or angry or upset or whatever the emotion is. And you're able to really approach the problem from a different perspective and I think that's really the best way to solve a problem, especially if it is something that does cause stress to begin with. But I also want to note that it's super important if you don't have that thing to find that thing, because if you're dealing with stress on a daily basis and you're not healing from it and you're not making the problem better. It's just going to grow and grow and grow to the point where it might not end up well. For example, a few years ago, I had a job that started out really great. I loved it. I loved my coworkers. It was a pretty simple job. And I use the word simple because it was, it was simple, but it wasn't easy. And so there's a huge difference. And, you know, if it was easy, there wouldn't have been any stress, but it was very simple where I would show up, clock in, I knew exactly what was expected of me. My duties never changed day to day. I was responsible for the same exact thing. And so I, I got into a habit, I got into a routine, and the reason that it wasn't easy was because I was dealing with a lot of stress. And my stress stemmed from the people that I had to report to, and I used to just butt heads a lot with the office manager. And looking back, I don't necessarily understand it because 
maybe it was just that I was too immature or too young or whatever, but I, for whatever reason, would butt heads with the office manager. And because of that, I feel like maybe I was treated a little bit differently or spoken to in a condescending manner, which I don't appreciate ever, regardless of if I did mess up or not. Um, but I think that because I was so stressed, and I know this for a fact, my stress because of my MS manifested itself physically. And so I was literally limping for two weeks because of my level of stress, because I wasn't dealing with it properly. And because I was subjecting myself to that stress every day at this job. And it got to a point where I actually called my doctor. And when I told him I was limping, he told me that I needed to go to the office immediately and figure out what was going on. So when I did finally see my doctor, he basically was like, I don't think that this is a relapse. I just think that you're too stressed. And when I was telling him about my job, his first and only response was, you need to quit because it's, it's costing you your health at this point. And so that was the moment that I decided my health and my well-being was the most important thing to me and will be the most important thing to me for the rest of my life. Because if I don't have my health, there's not much else that I can have. Because if I'm unhealthy, how am I gonna be able to pay bills? How am I gonna be able to work? How am I gonna be able to be there for the ones that I love? I won't. So it was at that moment that I basically promised myself that I was going to think about situations I was willing to put myself in, in order to avoid the level of stress that I was dealing with at this particular job. And that was when I realized that there's literally nothing that is important enough for me to stress out to the level of physical ailment. Because nothing is that important. Nothing, not a single thing, except for my health and well-being. So from that moment on, I learned how to not avoid stress completely, but drastically decrease the amount of stress in my life because I learned the hard way, unfortunately, that no matter what, at the end of the day, you're the only one that has to deal with whatever you're dealing with in your life. You can't like shave it off your body and hand it to somebody else. It's yours that you carry with you. And if you don't learn how to deal with it and cope with it, and fix it, 
you're going to carry it with you to your deathbed and you're going to regret not being able to deal with it and not learning how to cope in a healthy manner. And I think that that's the most important takeaway that I could possibly give you is that stress will kill you. It is proven. It is a known silent killer. So if you don't properly deal with stress, it will be detrimental to your health. And that's unfortunate. And I don't want that for any of you. So let's just learn how to cope with it. Let's learn how to handle it and heal from it and, and move on from it because it's so important to your physical health and your mental health. And those two things are the most important thing in your life that you should ever be worried about. And then everything else comes after. So with that being said, I've done my research for this episode, just like I do for every episode. I will include links to my resources, but I want to talk about how to manage stress in a healthy manner, because I feel like a lot of us don't know what that means. A lot of us don't know how to deal with stress in a healthy manner or how to sort through the stress that we have in our lives or even how to avoid stress entirely. My favorite way to deal with stress, aside from avoiding it altogether, is I love to journal. I love to write out my feelings and my thoughts and be 1000% honest with myself and with my feelings. And after I journal, I like to continue with like more self-care because journaling is considered self-care. Anything that you do that helps you manage stress is considered self-care. Obviously, we want to avoid excessive use of drugs and alcohol because that will just make the stress worse because not only are you not dealing with it, but then you get drunk or you get high and then you're dealing with all of the all of the outcomes of of that just in and of itself and i know a few people that get really emotional when they get drunk and so then they're spewing their feelings and emotions and thoughts to anybody who will listen and that's that's not the healthiest way to get it off your chest because then when you are sober you're not even gonna necessarily realize that you did that and it's still gonna be there so i think a, a good way to kind of release that consciously and with full awareness is to get a designated journal or a notebook or something and just write down 
your thoughts and feelings. This is something that I do not daily, but almost daily. And I'm trying to get into the habit of journaling right when I wake up and then again, right before bed. That would be like my ideal ritual is to journal twice a day because I like to write down my dreams. I like to talk about my dreams. I like to figure out what they mean. And then obviously I have a whole day of things. And so sometimes I have really stressful things and sometimes I have really relaxing and Zen things. Regardless, I like to make note of this is what happened. This is how I feel about it. Maybe like ask myself, why do I feel this way about it? and then try and work through it. Now that's something that works for me because I am a very emotional person and for sure an overthinker. So it helps me to just like word vomit all over a piece of paper, but also it helps me work through things because of my psychology background. And I know in psychology terms, like why things feel a certain way or I know how to work through it in that sense because I have a very social worker psychologist type of brain. So I'm once it's on paper, I'm able to look at it from a different perspective instead of having it stuck in my head and then playing that on repeat as, well, why, like, I can't believe I feel like this. Why do I feel like this? What's wrong with me? Oh my gosh, did I do something to upset that person? Or did I anger that person? Instead of going on that downward spiral, putting it on paper makes me take a step back and allow myself to look at it from a different perspective, from a almost like a third person perspective. Because now it's not my own. Now it's just something somebody wrote down. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that, you know, what, whatever you can do to kind of put yourself and put your mind in a different realm and different perspective, a different point of view to like, look at your own problems, I think is always going to help you come up with the best possible solution for that problem. So like the more point of views that you could kind of look at it from, you know, sometimes you will need help. Sometimes you're going to need somebody to, to be there where, you know, they can, you know, offer those perspectives that you necessarily can't think about or won't think about or, you know, don't think about. Um, you know, sometimes you are going to need that person there to all the different things that you can imagine with, with issues. Definitely welcome those into, uh, into those problems. If you're, if you're one of those people that's, that's helping somebody get through, you know, some issues. Play devil's advocate and try not to take on other people's problems as your own and instead offer an outside perspective or sometimes all they need is just some support. And if they're sitting there saying, you know, my boss is the worst person on the planet, or I hate my coworker so much. 
or I'm going to quit because F this, F that, all the things. Sometimes that person just needs somebody to nod and agree and say, absolutely, you're 100% right. F that, F this, F everyone, because all they need is just some support. And then once they get that support, they'll be like, okay, I feel better. And okay, I was probably exaggerating a little. Maybe I don't actually feel that way. Maybe I just let my emotions get the better of me. So you and I, Vin, have been doing this thing where something is really upsetting us or really making us angry. And we will ask each other, do you want comfort or do you want solutions? And I think that is huge and has helped us in our relationship so much because I feel like before we knew to ask, do you want comfort or solutions? It was always straight to, okay, well, here's what I would do. And, you know, maybe approach it this way because what you're doing obviously isn't working, which can come off as insensitive at times. And I definitely take full responsibility for being that way because I used to offer my opinion and my solutions as if it was me dealing with these problems and my approach won't always work for everybody. And so the reason that I no longer am like that is actually because of you and because you taught me, you know, we should probably use this approach instead and see if it works. And so far I think it has worked tremendously because like I said, there are times where, You know, you just need somebody to agree with you, even if you're wrong. And maybe later, either later that day or later in the week, you can revisit and be like, you know, maybe I was wrong and I appreciate the comfort, but now I'm ready to talk about solutions. So as long as you get to solutions, whether it's that day in that moment or, you know, a week later, As long as you get there, that's what matters. Because if you don't ever have a solution to the problem, the problem will just get bigger and it will just get worse. And so solutions are super important, regardless of if you're upset, stressed, angry, annoyed, and you you, you just need to get to a solution. That's super important because a solution can also be calming in itself because you finally understand the problem and you understand how to fix it. And that by itself can solve the issue. Just knowing how to solve it can put your mind at ease so that you're not stressed about it or you're not angry or upset or whatever the emotion is. There's also a few other things that you could do as listeners to this podcast um, to really deal with stress. And like I said, I'll include resources, but I think aside from not using excessive drugs and alcohol to deal with stress, you could instead drink tea or drink a lot of water or snack on something healthy. Um, I know that I'm a big advocate for, you know, healthy eating, 
um, eating a well-balanced meal. I know that healthy, the word healthy means different things to different people. So whatever you believe is healthy for you and your body, that's what you should be eating and drinking or avoiding. And obviously this, this whole season of this podcast has been me talking about health and wellness because it's so important and I'm so passionate about it because of the fact that I do have MS and I at one point was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and I still deal with anxiety and you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but every day I strive to be better than the person I was yesterday. And so I actually saw this quote somewhere, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not someone else today. So I think that can completely alter somebody's mindset. Like just that quote alone, because yeah, why are you comparing to somebody else who might be the same age as you, but is in a different season of their life? You need to constantly be bettering yourself for the benefit of you. You don't want to be comparing yourself to anyone else because nobody else has experienced what you have. And you want to compare yourself to who you were yesterday or who you were last week or who you were last month or last year or whatever. Only compare yourself to yourself. And I think that will alter your mindset. Just that alone. Also, probably a good idea to take breaks from social media when you're feeling like you're stressed and overwhelmed because they're are a lot of um, trigger words, I guess, on social media that could just set you off at any point. And so I think it's important to take a step back from social media when you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious and stressed because social media could probably add to that. You also should probably throw in some self-care. It's very important to do self-care regimens, whatever it is, daily. There should be at least 10 minutes of each day that you set aside to do something for you in order to clear your head and to, to focus on your well-being, whether that's sitting in a dark room and, you know, doing some deep breathing exercises or 10 minutes of yoga or any type of exercise or 10 minutes of walking outside in nature or 10 minutes of reading a book with a diffuser on with some essential oils. Whatever it is, it needs to be 10 minutes daily that you set aside for you. I definitely don't do that, but I'm going to start because I do believe that it is super important that you're taking care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm a people pleaser. I want to help 
everyone and anyone that I can. As you know from this whole season of this podcast, I've only been preaching that I want to help. You know, if I help one person, that's enough for me. But because of that, I have to be extra careful that I'm doing things that center me and that keep me level-headed and healthy in my own being. Also, get enough sleep. I know that that's a huge thing. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not going to be happy or healthy. That's so important. Because if you're constantly tired, you're constantly being bothered. Like everything will bother you all the time if you're just constantly exhausted. I had a spa night the other night. And Vin, you were there for it too. So I was feeling really overwhelmed and really stressed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a spa night. So I turned on my shower. I dropped in one of those shower steamers. It's like a bath bomb, but for a shower. Amazing. I used the lavender one because it was like 830 at night. And lavender is relaxing and calming. And so I took a shower. I literally got into the shower with a cleansing ritual prepared in my brain. I cleansed my body of all of the negativity and I literally watched it go down the drain and it felt great. I washed my hair. I even shaved my legs because I was like, you know what? This is a full self-care night and this is what I'm going to do. And then I got out, put lotion on, which I never do, but I should because my skin is so dry. Put lotion on. It felt great. I had my robe, my nice comfy robe. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to do a face mask and drink some tea. So Vin and I did a face mask and we drank some tea and it was great. And then I got in bed and I fell asleep to a full body scan, which if you've never heard of that or never experienced that, it's basically somebody just calling attention to your physical being as you're laying in bed to make you aware of all of your muscles, all of your body parts, and to help you relax in a deeper sense so that you're basically like melting into your bed. It's amazing. And I highly recommend it. And I woke up the next morning feeling really good. And I even took some vitamins yesterday for the first time in a long time. I took a multivitamin. So add that into your routine too. Speak to your doctor first, of course. So with that being said, what do you do for self-care? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm... Aside from sports. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. I don't really know. Because um... you did the face mask with me. How did you like that? Yeah, that was fine. I mean, listen, like, you know, I don't know if I do anything daily for self-care, but I mean, obviously I go and get a massage once a month and, you know, we go and get facials done. Um, 
you know, so I think I'm becoming more open-minded to different ideas about how to, you know, take, take care. care of my, yeah. take care of myself, <laughs> um, or self-care if you want to narrow it down to two words. Um, yeah, I'm becoming more open-minded to, to certain ideas and certain things. And, you know, there, again, just like, you know, just like you said, it's, there's, there's different things for everybody. It's, you don't have to do the same thing that other people are doing. Yeah, it's but, not one size fits all. Yeah. So just try different things. I think that's that's a big thing is be open-minded to trying things. You know, certain things, you know, you're going to enjoy and say, hey, you know, like I liked getting massages before I started going, you know, once a month. But I always thought that it was, you know, more of a, a luxury, a thing. luxury thing, not just something that you can do, you know, routinely. Um, but now I can't imagine not going, we went like a month and a half without going. And I was like, I could like physically feel my body, like just completely tighten up. Um, you know, so, you know, self-care doesn't always have to, yeah, be about like a mental health state of mind too. Like, you know, obviously stress can, you know, like you said, it can form physical ailments too. And, and, you know, sometimes treating those physical ailments and, and just, yeah, letting your mind zen is gonna help not only get rid of your stress, but it'll get rid of those those physical ailments that are manifesting from you know the levels of stress that you're going through. So I definitely think that my tightness in my neck and my shoulders and my back and my quads and my feet everywhere, I think that that definitely manifests from like the stress of my job and the stress of everyday life and you know bills and and other things like so. Overall, I think just just be open-minded about things. Try new things, and then you never know. You never know what you're going to find. Um, and, you know, what works for you is not going to work for everybody. But, you know, that's why, you know, Amanda's here to help guide you through some things that may work. Um, you know, I know that I'm so grateful for everything that you've taught me, for, you know, everything that, you know, you've gotten me to try and, and step outside my comfort zone, you know. And I think that we do that well for each other where we – we push each other to, to our limits, um, sometimes mm -hmm. past them, but you know, we, I think are always there for each other. And, you know, I think that we have definitely formed a, a very healthy way of, you know, Hey, every day is not perfect. Every day is not going to be, you know, a magical fairy tale, but I think that we've pushed each other into the comfort that knowing, we're always going to be there for each other and you know that we you know have a healthy and and open way of discussing our issues and our feelings with each other and i think that you know everybody needs that person yeah definitely and i think that it is important sometimes to have somebody to push you a little bit past your comfort zone because your comfort zone although comfortable is limiting and you just have to be open-minded to different experiences and different views because if you are in your comfort zone forever, you are extremely limited. So I think that's important. And on this last note, I'm going to leave you with this. Unclench your jaw. <laughs> I'm so glad and so thankful you tuned in to this week's episode. 
I'd love to hear feedback and suggestions from you, so reach out to me and let me know what you think. If you aren't already, be sure to follow me on social media for updates and announcements. My Instagram and Facebook handles are at Night and Days Podcast. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, the letter N, D-A-Z-E Podcast. And my Twitter handle is at Night and Days Pod. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, the letter N, D-A-Z-E Pod. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next week.